0: Thank you for listening to this message from our Water Walkers series. Sorry, but the first couple of minutes aren't the best audio quality, but after about five minutes, the sound issue gets sorted. Thank you for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this podcast from Christchurch Blackpool. For more information, please visit ccblackpool.co. Start walking on the water and I encourage you, uh, if you work here, if you were here, um, go on YouTube, watch it, if you don't have time to do that, download the, the, the podcast and listen to it, it was, it was absolutely brilliant, I encourage you, because you encouraged us, you said, basically, what do you desire to be with Jesus? Because Peter is, if not been with Jesus for a couple of hours, it was a few hours ago, desire. Yes, it's a church. We want to see people saved. We want to pray for people and see them healed. We want to we grow. We want to see all, awesome things done. But that all comes out of a desire to be with Jesus. Because if we want to be with Jesus, then we want to be like him. We want to do just like he did. And so um, we're, we're, we're continuing this week in the series actually where we're jumping a week. Um, so this week should be looking so the next thing, he gets to the boats, the next thing in the story, you might know, is there's wind and there's waves, and it's a bit scary, Peter. And uh, so, um, we were meant to be doing that, but Dee was meant to be up here preaching, um, but Dee is taking the extended tour of Southeast Asia. And um, she is coming back this week, isn't she? That's the <laughs> thing. So. Um, she, was, she was meant to be back, and then she said, kind of, when did you find out she wasn't coming back? Uh... So yes, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're hoping to be back next weekend, and she she'll give us she'll give us a, a great message on the wind and the waves um, when she's finished job me, me, meeting prime ministers and kings or whatever, yeah. extending. where Peter is literally out of his death and he starts to sing and I'm actually i of inspired by Julian last week I'm going to read from a different Bible translation other than the NIV um, I just thought it would be really good um, to as we're looking at the same scripture over and over and over again it would be good to do uh, a different, different scripture And um, uh, So i you You from you're version. I'm going to read from the New Living, the new NLT this morning.
1: And just as
0: kind of a side note, this doesn't have much to do on this morning, but just a side note. When you're reading scripture, we live in a, an amazing age where you don't even need to own 20 Bibles. You can just be on your phone and have access to loads of different um, translations of, of the Bible. Um, and there are there are different ones, there are ones like the NASB, the New American Standard, which are more word for words so which means basically that, that, they, that, that, that they are more accurate but they're really hard to read sometimes and at the other end yeah. you've got ones on like the Message which are more Well, try, try opening the, uh, try opening something like the, the ASV or the amplified version. You get more accurate. Or maybe you read one of them ones and you think, I don't quite understand. It makes no grammatical sense to me. Um, try reading some other good news Bible or something like that. Just so you get
1: this, you get better
0: grounded, um, around And I don't say this to you to kind of make you undermine your um, your, your your faith in the Bible. Um, There's like, actually, if any of you know? Many of you do that when we go from one language to another, it's almost impossible to go directly. Let me give you, you an example. So, um, if I was to, if you were to ask me my, my age with my Romanian that I've been learning, I might say, um, Olympic, feel free to correct me, um, uh, I, I might say, Josunt uh, she Op Opt Dean. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land. For, for the strange wind had for, for the strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning Jesus came towards them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it really is, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the waves. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. And said, Lord, save me, he shouted. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for being with us. God, it's such a privilege that you are with us, God. God, and I pray, Jesus, that as, as we go through tough situations, as we might sometimes feel like we're drowning, that we're sinking, God, I pray, God, that, that you would help us remember who you have created us to be. Lord God, you'd help us to root us in community, root us in, in family, root us in truth, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me just tell you, you are the hope of the world. You are the hope of the world. See, Jesus, Jesus came and He, he said, he, he said that to each of you if you are a Christian, you have living hope within you. You have living hope within you. Therefore, everywhere you go, you take hope. You see, um, Colossians, Paul writes to Colossians, he says that it is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. Paul basically starts off this passage saying that he's willing to suffer. He goes through many different trials and tribulations, but he can do it because Christ is in him. Christ is in us, the hope of Lord. So that means, that means where you go, you are able to bring hope. You're able to bring hope because we live in a world that has no hope. It thinks it does, but truly it has no hope. So I want to encourage you, as you go throughout your daily lives, offer encouragement, offer kind words, I'm not even talking at the moment about sharing the gospel, but do things that are nice, that are kind, because you have the ability to bring hope, to bring life into into this world. You see, the world feels like it has hope. People chase after things to give them hope, but in reality, all they are is pseudo-hope. It's all just pseudo. It's, it, it, it's it's fake. What I mean by pseudo hope. It's like trying to trying to go on a run and putting on your Abbey Bass trainers, or wanting a sneaky um, Kit Klop um, chocolate biscuit, or wanting a drink of Dr Perpy or a Red Gulp. These are real names apparently. Um, or having a or making giving a call to someone on your pair phone, or playing on your Poly Station. This it's, it's, it. Looks real, but they're not the real thing. They are pseudo-hopes. You see, and we, we put our hope, the world puts its hope from, from a young age in getting the right grades, getting spotted, having someone what, having someone, 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 someone talent spot you or scout you or, 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 or whatever. We put our hope in, in getting the right job in having a family, in whatever. We put our hope in, and it's not not bad to desire these things, but when we put our hope in these things, what ultimately happens is is they prove eventually to not be hope at all. You see, as a Christian, you have a greater hope. You have a true hope living hope that is Jesus Christ died and resurrected for you. So the universe the universe will, will tell us that you can go after you can have any other thing. But let me tell you, and I know this to be true. You can be poor, unhealthy, but have Jesus and you have far more than someone who is rich and powerful and does not know him. That is true that is true. The trouble is we don't always believe it. See, that's true. Jim Carrey, famous quote from Jim Carrey. He said, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed. Have whatever you wanted so that they can see that's not the answer. This is a man who reached the top of fame one of the most famous men in the world who had riches beyond his wildest imagination. And like King Solomon, his, his conclusion was, it's meaningless. It's meaningless because you get to the top and you realize there is nothing. There is that no, It's pseudo hope. You see, we all, we all can fool ourselves, can't we? And actually think, well, you know, yes, I do want Jesus, but life would be worth living if I had a bit more money or if I had a, had a better job. Or you, know, or, you know, we, we put our hope in, in others that, you know, I've got a good family and that's what gives me hope. Or maybe for most of us, it's my abilities, my talents. I'm good at stuff. I'm good at these things, you know, and that's what, that's what, gives, me, that's what gives me hope. You know, moving here to Blackpool, we're going to be able to plant a great church because I can preach, I can lead, I've been an elder before. You know, obviously, I don't need God because I can do all those things. <laughs> but actually, with, with, chronic, with a chronic disease and with people who have faith in Jesus, who have their hope in Jesus, that is far more valuable than one person who feels like he can do it all. Because Jesus is our only true hope. Every other hope is pseudo-hope. You see, and Peter's, Peter gets that, doesn't he? Pe- Peter's there. I mean, this, this is get this. Okay, Peter, he jumps out of the boat, okay, and he doesn't sink to the bottom of the water. Okay, if you were to go on a boat on, out, out of, on, on Blackpool Beach and you jumped out of the water, you'd probably go, how? well, you probably wouldn't go that deep. <laughs> but, you know, if you sailed out really far into the Irish Sea and you did it, Okay, you, 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 you would you'd jump out of the boat, you'd probably sink to the bottom, okay? But Peter, the only man other than Jesus ever to do this, he jumps out of the boat, and it's like standing on solid ground. And he starts walking on the water. Okay, this isn't possible. This isn't possible, but he's doing it anyway. And then we get to this point where he kind of looks around, and he's like, whoa, maybe a wave goes under his feet. I mean, that's, that's just weird but maybe, yeah, a wave goes under his feet, and he looks up, It's he's like, well, they're big, and it's a bit windy. Oh, I'm not sure I could do this anymore. He could never do it in the first place. I mean, you could, you, none of us could walk across a pool, let alone a wavy, wavy um, lake. He couldn't do it in his first place, but he, but he all of a sudden goes, okay, um, I'm not able to do this anymore, and, and, his, and he puts his hope, rather than Jesus, he suddenly puts his hope in himself, and of course, None of us can walk on water. Peter's known better than any of us. He, he can't walk on water, and so he starts to become afraid, and he starts to sink. And we do that, don't we? So let me ask you, where is your hope? What do you hope in? What are you really hoping? Is it your finances? You know, yes, things are, gonna, things are getting hard in the moment, but I've got a decent job. I've got lots of money saved up in the, up in the bank, so I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Is it it your health? Is it your brain? Is it your ability to think? Is it your family? Or is it Jesus? What is your hope really in? Jesus puts it a different way uh, in the Gospels. He says this. He says, if you build your hope on anything other than him, It's like building a house on quicksand, on sinking sand. Sinking metaphor, still the same. You build it up and eventually the wind, the rain comes and it starts to sink. But if you build your life in Christ, then no matter what is thrown at you, that hope will never fade. That hope will never be found short. You see, and sometimes, sometimes Jesus lets us feel that kind of sinking feeling. He lets us have that sinking feeling because, because ultimately it shows, doesn't it, where, where, what do we really put our trust in? Because we, we have an enemy. We truly do have an enemy who will do whatever he can. You see, the enemy, the enemy his character is liar. It is deceiver. His very nature is to steal, kill, and destroy. That is what he does best. And he, he cannot take, if you're a Christian, he cannot take your salvation from you, but he will do everything he can to steal your joy. To deceive you, to make you think that your hope is in possessions or whatever rather than Jesus. Is it And we... And what happens is Jesus sometimes just kind of shakes us up sometimes and lets us sink a bit so that we can see, where does your hope really lie? And if it lies in anything other than him, the hope is that we realize, oh, it's all just sinking sand. It's all rubbish. It's all useless. But if it's in him, it will never, ever ever fade. You see, Peter, okay, lots of people have told stories about this, given messages on this piece of scripture, and quite often, Peter will come off not great, okay? I mean, yes, he's walking on the water, and he loses sight of Jesus, but what does he do as soon as things go wrong? What does he do as soon as things go wrong? He cries out, Lord, save me. He's not there sinking, going, guys, help help, help me. He's not there like, okay, I'm sinking, okay, but I'm a good swimmer. My mum took me swimming lessons and I can swim back to shore. No, he's there, he's there. These guys are no use. I can't swim strong enough. Jesus is my only help. He goes straight to Jesus and cries out to him. Guys, let us be the same. Let, let, I mean, let us not get, let it get to desperation. But let us be the same that the first Place we go is Jesus. You see, so I mean, so what do you, what do you do when you feel yourself sinking? Go on, be honest with yourself. What do you do? I'm not going to ask you to say it out loud, but what do you do? What's your knee-jerk reaction when, when you feel like you're sinking, you feel out of control, you feel like you don't know what to do? Do you, do you feel shame? I'm so pathetic. How have I let this happen again? Fear? You want to just r- want the world to just swallow you up. I'm not going to co- go out. I'm not going to see anyone because I'm too scared of what they'll, they'll think of me. Do you just determinedly continue anyway? I'm drowning, but I'm going to drown my way. And that's some of us. Do you blame? It's your fault. Why didn't you do that? You see, failure reveals. Do we trust in something else, or do we trust in Jesus? You see, what what I want to talk about this morning is, is ultimately, what that what it looks like to live your life on that solid rock of Jesus. In despite of being, having the world against you, having the enemy who is against you, what it looks like. How do we do that? Well, firstly, we do that in community. We need to do that with each other. We need to do that alongside one another. And let me say, if you, if, 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 if you, if you find that you know, there's the, the, you know, you're, the, you're looking around at the people in this room and you're thinking, there's no one my age. Or there's no one in my life circumstances. Go out and get some. Go and find some. Go and go and bring go and bring 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 people in. Bring people in who you feel like you can talk to, who who can who you feel like will build you up. There, there are many people here who will love who love to build you up. And that's what one of the things we did on Wednesday. It was it was brilliant, just, just building one another up. <clears throat> and, and let me just say, if you if you weren't there, you missed out. It was brilliant. It was so good. It was so good just to just just simply having having these guys um, from Bolton kind of pray over us, but then just 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 simple kind of an exercise of just saying right, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna pray and prophesy over one another. It was just brilliant. It was brilliant. It was wonderful to just to be able to to do that and be encouraged. I just encourage you to do that. Do that together. And secondly, we must immerse ourselves in truth. We must immerse ourselves in truth. Like I said, we, we have an enemy. We have an enemy who will take words, who will twist words, who will try and deceive. And, um, and, and he, he is ready to pick you off. He is ready to pick you off. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you know, COVID was so evil, is that, you know, stay at home, stay alone, stay by yourself. Don't meet up with anyone. The enemy is described as a lion. What does a lion do? He doesn't jump into the middle of a herd of buffalo, does he? Or um, wildebeest. He waits for the ones who drift off on their own. And then he goes and takes them down. So I encourage you, live in community with one another. And immerse yourself in truth. And what I mean by that is that one of the things that... um, uh, we that we, we had um, as like I said we had Rob and Helen with us uh, on Wednesday, and they've been running this TSL course, Transforming Supernatural Lives course in Bolton. Which let me say, I think Philip would agree with me. If you're able to do it next year, do it. It's brilliant. It's so so good. I couldn't go yesterday, and I'm gutted um, that I couldn't couldn't be there. Um, but just just the simple aspect of speaking truth into one another because we have an enemy who loves to bring lies, who loves to impri- who loves to try and imprison us. see we had um, last week we had a lady called Ginny, a wonderful wonderful lady um, come come and speak and she she spoke of actually how the the enemy had basically imprisoned her that as as she grew up through through lies spoken over her through the way that her family behaved upon her, people saying to her, you're, you're useless, you're mental, no one wants to hear what you speak, no one cares about what you think about, she became a selective mute. And that turned into, even when she became a Christian in later life, it turned into actually, you know, some of us, you know, you get into a room like this think there's a lot of people, I feel a bit awkward if you're an introvert you might feel you know, i feel a bit awkward i don't i don't like kind of i don't know what to say i don't know how to open up conversations i feel a bit weird but that this wasn't that this was literally there, there was there was something holding her that she couldn't speak to anyone and it was this hold that was over her from being a child of these lies being spoken into her and let me tell you we can all have we can all have these these bondages I, I, Brilliant that Andrew bought that um, earlier. That, you know, Jesus breaks all bondages, but we can all have these chains upon us that are brought on by sin that we've committed, sin that's been committed to us, and actually sometimes generational things. You know things like things like, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm an alcoholic because my dad was an alcoholic, my, my granddad was an alcoholic, my great-granddad was an alcoholic, so therefore I'm an alcoholic. And let me tell you, if you're a Christian, Jesus breaks those chains. Jesus breaks those chains, and I just want to go through some some of those some of those things with us this morning, because the, the, the truth is, and this is just nicking off Ginny, um, that well she nicked off the Bible, but um, is that we chains break. Demons can go in an instant. Chains break in a moment, but it takes a lifetime often of walking in truth. You may, be like, you may have had that story like Ginny, where you've had lies spoken over you as a child, okay, which have held you captive. Jesus comes and he breaks them. Rarely do the chains disappear. Those voices are still there. And what the enemy would love us to do is stay just sat in our prison cell chains off door open but us just to sit there but we get to walk in truth if jesus is in you you get to walk in truth and walk out of those prison cells so maybe 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 it is maybe it's generational things you know my my family my, my, i just have a i just have a genetic disposition to to um uh, to gambling, to to being addicted. I've just got an addictive personality. Therefore, of, of course, I'm just I just can't I can't help it. It's just what I'm like. And God saying, no, that's broken. That's broken. This is true for all of us. And let me say, this is this is why um, baptism is really really important. Now, I know, you know many of you will know baptism, and it's kind of a—you might know, think of it as a symbol of, you know, I was, I was, I was dead. I gave my life to Jesus. I've been raised risen, risen with, risen with Him. But whilst it is a symbol, it's more than that. It's a declaration. See, baptism is a declaration that, that as you go down into the water and you are pulled up again, hopefully, um, you know, you, you're declaring. To the enemy, I was dead, and now I'm alive. Yes, I once was yours, but now I'm Jesus'. You're declaring to the world. It's interesting, in the Muslim world, they don't really take it that seriously if you, if you trust in Jesus or not. It's when you get baptized, that's, that's when they take it seriously. You're declaring to the world, and you're declaring to yourself, I was dead, and now I'm alive. I was dead, and now I'm alive. You see, you know, you see, you can, you say, but, but, you know, I, I can't stop sinning. I can't stop doing this type of sin. No, if you are a believer, that old you is dead. You are now a new creation, risen again. If you want to put it this way, that old you that couldn't stop sinning is it left at the bottom of the baptism pool? That's where it is. It's there. It's drowned. It's at the bottom of pool. You are now alive again. That old you is dead. See the, the, the chains have been broken. See again. This might look like you know, all the women, all the women in my family. They just suffer with chronic anxiety, and, and you just got voices in your head that say, "That's who you are. You will always be like that. You have no choice." No. That old you is left at the bottom of the pool. You are now raised new, a new creation, defined by who Jesus says you are. You know, but, but I'm just a product of the world. Yes, if I lived 50 years ago, if I was raised, you know, I, think, I would be different. No, the world's hold on you is broken. It's left at the bottom of the pool. You are raised a new creation. No but, but 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 my family they they've said things they did things which mean that that's just how I am now. I'm just a product of how I, how I've been nurtured. No. It doesn't matter how bad. You know, and Ginny's upbringing was far worse than that. It was it was horrid. Um uh, she she was once she said she was, she was once a couple of years ago she was walking through an antique store with a sister and she came across a an old Um, electric fan heater, and literally she was stuck, paralyzed, and a sister came along behind her. She said, I have no idea how long I was there, and just shook her. And because the reason why she was stuck, paralyzed, is because when she was a little girl, her mum used to sit her down in front of this fan heater and say, you're mental. No one will ever love you. And she did it ritually day after day. And so she came across this heater. She was literally just, she said, I was thrown back to be a little seven-year-old girl. And a sister came, who was also Christian, shook her because she looked like she was like out of it, and said, "No, that's over. That's finished. That you's dead." So there is no chain that Jesus cannot break. That's why it's so important. Now, I just want to say, if you've not been baptized, I'd love to baptize you. I'd love us to get a little pool in here and we will baptize you. I'll check with Michael, but I'm sure he'll be fine with that. Um, but you know, if you're not, it's it's key. You know, for, for myself. You know, I remember when we had Steve here, and he said, you know, I can't remember where exactly, but basically said, on Friday, there's something of, of this month, at this time, at this second, I gave my life to Jesus. Well, that's great, okay? And I'm not, baptism is still important, but you know, for me, I don't really know when I became Christian, six, seven, eight, I don't know. But at 12 years old, just, I, I went, I got baptized. I chose. I know, and I can look back. And when the if the enemy ever says to me, "You know, do you?" When you get these thoughts saying, oh, "You're not really a believer. You don't really follow Jesus. You're not really saved. Who do you think you are calling yourself a Christian? Who do you think you are calling yourself a son of God?" I say, "No. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I was baptized. That old me is at the bottom of that pool, Dorford Baptist Church. It was at the bottom of that that hole." And I am now raised a new creation. So, if you haven't been baptized, we'd love to baptize you. We'd love to baptize. Please <clears throat> let us know. You see, like I said, we have an enemy who will throw lies at us, and I don't know what your circumstances are, but the, the but we would we are now because of the cross. We are alive. We have a different. Life. And I'm just going to put, put, um, um, I'm just going to, I'm I'm going to just do a little role play with you. Don't worry, you don't have to stand up or anything. You just need to use your voices. Okay? But I'm going to play Satan. And I'm going to shout some accusations at you. And some of these, I hope, will hit home with some of you. And you are going to declare back to me, no. The old me is dead. I am a new creation. If you want, you can say at the uh, it's, the old me is dead at the bottom of the pool. But the old me is dead. I am a new creation. I am raised in Christ. And it's good to do this. It's good to do this so when the enemy this is practice for, t- for this evening, for tomorrow, when the enemy comes at you, and you know the enemy disguises, he doesn't come to you and he doesn't go, "Hi. let me introduce myself, myself. I'm the devil. Okay, I just want to throw some insults at you. Okay. that's not what he does. He's sneaky. He, he talks to you as if it's your own, your own, your own head speaking. And you'll, you'll start th- thinking, oh, I'm not really like this. I'm useless. I'm pathetic. You say, no. You grab that thought. You say, no. That old me is dead. I am a new creation. I am raised in Christ. So let's, let's do this, okay? I'm going to shout these out, okay? So... You're just a slave to your sin. Great, you got there. Okay, you're a nobody. Exactly, right? I'm just going to pause that. I've got more. But that is really good. Okay, people will say to you, and you will get in your own head. I, I, what right do I have to do that? Your argument back isn't or shouldn't be, well, I'm really talented. I've got, I, I'm really good linguistically. Of course I can answer back. No, the answer back is, is yeah, okay, yeah, I am not, I'm not really anybody, but I died and now I'm in Christ and he is somebody. I'm in Jesus. That is where we point. If you ever point to yourself, the enemy will checkmate you. You you are done for. But if you go to this, I am a new creation. I'm raised in Christ. You will win. Let's go to another one. You can't change. No. You're just a product of your upbringing. No. You will always be controlled by your fear. No. Great. Let's stand. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus, that, God, I was dead in my sin. God, I had no hope. I had nothing to be proud of, nothing to shout about. Everything I grabbed at was sinking sand. God, anything I looked at would have left me at the bottom of the pool. Lord Jesus, but you came. You died. And Lord Jesus, you have raised me to life again. Lord Jesus, so I am now in you. I am seated in you, Jesus Christ. I am a new creation. The bondage of fear, the bondage of, of self-provation, the bondage of, of, of I can't change. I'm a nobody. I, I, I'm just a slave to sin. I can't help who I am and where I've been brought it. They're broken now, Lord God, because of you. You have broken them, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, for each and every one of us, Lord Jesus, to realize that this morning, but not only realize that, but we would boldly, Grab hold of that truth and walk in it. Lord Jesus, we want to walk in your truth because we, the old us, the old man, the old woman is dead. We are new creations. Jesus, we are raised in, in you. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. For more information, downloads, and podcasts, please visit ccblackpool.com.